Wait, Josuke, don't touch him. Huh? I know how he works. He touched Okuyasu. He turned him into a bomb. No way. That's impossible. Killer Queen didn't even touch him. I didn't see anything like that. Hey, Kira. You, you didn't touch him, right? Who knows? I could have turned your friend into a bomb. Or maybe the bomb's still floating around here. <laughs> Invisible to your eye. Mm, please, Josuke, don't do it. I have to save Okuyasu. <coughs> Josuke. Uh, what is it, buddy? <coughs> Don't let me die, Josuke. <coughs> they just announced part six anime adaptation. <coughs> huh. Dying before being able to watch Stone Ocean animated? <coughs> no, no dignity. Hey everybody, welcome back to No Dignity, the Joe show with the most mojo, also screw everything else, uh, part 6 just got announced to be uh, animated by David Productions, so uh, I am currently writing the high of my life right now. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Chris Ng. <laughs> um, I, wanna, I have to tell you that uh, I care about... Jojo and this show and you the listeners so much that I stopped watching my VTuber stream to come do this so there you go that's how much I care he cares people he really cares off the simp later <laughs> okay so today is an important day in honor of part six being animated we have to we have to come to a conclusion on this because the fandom the fandom is going to make some some strange decisions coming up going to be confronted with some uncomfortable truths incredibly all, strange we all need to get on the same page here is <laughs> anasui good or not welcome to character court done done now in, in a twist of events i will be on the defense for anasui uh and alejandro will take the prosecution he thinks he sucks i'm going to say he's good We'll see where we land in the middle. We'll see where we land on this thing we call Anasui. This pink-haired man with a nice little cap that flattens the top of his head. Okay, so I guess do you want to go first, or sure, I'll make I'll make my opening statements. All right, here we go. All right, Narcisco Anasui, twenty-five year twenty-five years old of Florida. Now. What do we know about this individual, supposedly known as Anasui? What, he, is he just like any other 25-year-old? Maybe a little lost in life, having a difficult time finding his way through things? I think not. Not only is he a murderer, a psychopath, and a creep, he is also incredibly down bad. And when I say down bad, I mean horrendous. I mean, this man can't get any lower. He is in the pits of hell with how down bad he is. And I have come here to argue that point. Okay. Um, listen, do you, uh, ladies and gentlemen and, and people of the jury, why do you hate people that change genders so much? Huh? Huh? What are you, bigoted? Huh? That's right. That, that, that's right. I plus, have not plus, brought here's up... My, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't have a lot here. Um, I am also going to argue um, a legal technicality 
um, and, and explain to you why he was unjustly incarcerated. Unjustly incarcerated. Are you saying this man was framed? No, but I'm gonna nail. I'm gonna nail you on a legal technicality. So, all right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first uh, point of contention, Anasui, is a psychopath. Uh, now, Anasui had grown up with a with an acute interest of disassembling objects, technology, things like watches and cars. He disabled. He uh, disassembled uh, his neighbor's entire car uh, back when he was a child. You know, now this would be an innocent enough hobby. You know, when I was a child, I used to take apart, let's say, a Game Boy. Uh, back in middle and high school, I used to take apart uh, me, my DS, and my friends' DSs to fix them and such. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. He could have been an intuitive um, uh, child. Only thing is, uh, he had caught his girlfriend cheating on him one day. Uh, he so he disassembled her and the man she was uh, cheating on him with. Uh, that, as far as I know, is intentional murder. Um, and thusly, uh, not only that, in such a cruel and unusual, uh, manner in which he had treated those bodies, uh, I'd say that he counts for being a, uh, psychopath. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting that you would defend a court system that is so clearly and obviously corrupt. Uh, for your own personal gain. I, I find this despicable behavior, but you know what? Um, maybe you just haven't seen the light, so let me let me get you learnt here. Um, firstly, Will you enlighten me? Part, part one here, we know the court system is, in the JoJo universe, is corrupt because we know Jolene didn't do anything wrong. Hmm? Hmm? Right? Right? That's very we true, but let's not forget. <laughs> let's not... Let's not forget that who was hired to defend her in court did the exact opposite. I Now, that does not fare well for the court system in the JoJo universe. But that also, I think, is primarily um, to blame of the one who had framed Jolene instead of her ex-boyfriend, Romeo. Right. So, But we still know that those court systems corrupt. The elf lawyer she had hired was bad um, and was in on the whole thing. Like it, it, the whole system was bad, right? So we know that it's corrupt. So now, now I mm-hmm. address, I direct your attention to the same document you just utilized in your your statement here. It, it is, of course, from the JoJo fandom page on Narciso Anasui, <clears throat> and I I will go ahead and quote the same thing that you just said. You're obsessed with dismantle, uh, disassembling objects. Grew up a bit awkward. Painstakingly dissected a pocket watch. One day, while returning from work, he found his girlfriend cheating on him with another man. In response, in response, please keep that in your head. He methodically tore them both apart so they could never come together again. He was then sent to prison and faced a 12-year sentence for first-degree murder. Now, do you know what first-degree murder means? Uh, I am not too familiar, but I believe ah. it is murder with intent. It's... More specifically, murder that has been calculated and premeditated. Now, Mm. in the same paragraph, it says, in response, he methodically tore them apart. So he came home and he saw his girlfriend and he he lost control, killed them. That, my friend, is second degree murder, where it's a crime Mm. of passion. 
So clearly, clearly we have glaring evidence right in front of us that we can't trust this court system. Maybe none now, of this even happened. Now it may say in response, but we don't know how fast that response was. Did he return home to find them and then methodically tear them apart? Did he return home to find them, wait a while, think about it, and then methodically tear them apart? That's what I'm going to ask here. Well, a premeditated serial killer like a murderer like that, you really think they're only going to give him a 12-year sentence? That is indeed strange how a double uh, first-degree murder uh, would only grab him a 12-year sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe because either trumped up charges, maybe because none of, none of it ever happened, because they live in corrupt JoJo America, where the courts can be bought and sold to the highest bidder. Maybe they knew Anasui had a stand, and so they shoved him into the prison to get him out of the way. Well, hold on. Anasui at no point refutes the idea that he murdered those two. Well... He's not interested in trying to get out, right? I mean, think about... Like, have you seen The Shawshank Redemption? I am a film major, and I should have, but I am not a responsible film major. <laughs> so, in The Shawshank Redemption, of course, they, they keep asking him, like, you know, what, what'd you do? What'd you do, right? And he kept saying, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, and, of course, nobody believes him, correct? Uh, I, I'm going to believe you are acting in good faith when you say this, so I shall say correct. Yeah. So he nobody believes him and then that kind of lands him into some trouble because they all think that, you know, he's weak and then he gets um uh assaulted in prison. And um it's not until later where he's able to get himself out of that situation. So I I feel like if uh you know, you're getting put in for 12 years for quote unquote killing a bunch of people in a horrific fashion and you're getting sent to, you know, Green Dolphin Street Jail, not the greatest place in the world. You probably want to keep up that rep that you dismantled two people. So you are uh, perpetuating the idea that Anasui would accept the title of uh, double murderer psychopath placed upon him as to be uh, ensured that he would stay safe in prison? It is plausible, is it not? It is Florida. (laughs) I will concede to a point that it is Florida. And if I were in a Floridian prison, I would probably want a pretty hard reputation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, who on the court would know that Anasui has had a stand? Or that he had used that stand to murder his ex-girlfriend and, uh, and her lover? Well, I mean, would he have used Diver Down to murder? I mean, you were saying that the court possibly knew he had a stand. The burden of evidence is on you. Well, I mean, it could be that Pucci knew that he had a stand. He was gathering stand users. That is true, that Pucci was gathering stand users. But at the same time, I believe that if Pucci had really had an interest in Anasui's stand, he would have taken it by that point. Because Anasui is not necessarily introduced early on in Stone Ocean. He's introduced around the halfway point. Yes, but also, Pucci doesn't control the prison outright. That is also true. I mean, let's ignore the fact that there was a very clear uh, flashback that Araki put in front of us and said, this is the truth. (laughs) I'm saying I want you to ignore the truth and entertain my idea. Court, did you hear that? This man had told you to ignore the truth. What is the truth anyway? 
let the record uh, let the record uh, have that known. All right. Well, okay. So we've dealt with the the fact that he might may or may not be a psychopath. He's not. Um, what what else? What else? Why else do you think he sucks? Uh, well, f- well, uh, comedically, uh, as I'd stated before, this man is uh, down bad, down horrendously. Um, as soon as he spots Jolene, uh, she is suddenly his goal in life, uh, almost objectifying her in a sense, under the pretense of love, when in fact he's only infatuated. It is skin deep, and uh, I believe that it is a great reflection of his character. Now, look, everybody's initial attraction to another person is only skin deep. Uh, let the court stand that um, uh, he does not acknowledge the blind. <laughs> okay, my point being is that we all, as people, are initially attracted to other people based on some very superficial characteristics. And then obviously, as the relationship has to deepen, you know... Um, you, you need to build it on something more foundational, but what's wrong with him seeing, looking at Jolene and be like, "Hey, cute, I want I want to date that." I don't I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. There would be nothing inherently wrong with that, but given the power dynamics between the two of them, now whilst Jolene objectively has the better stand, honestly, objectively has a less sound mental state, and and it is and it is implied that he is. Uh, somewhat intimidating her uh, with his uh, initial attempts to court her. Mm, but he did save her. Nah, nah. Let let the uh, let the court know that this man uh, believes that damsels in distress uh, justify uh, dating somebody just because they saved you from something. Well, look, he he he's not demanding anything. He just he has a he has a goal and he's uh, persistent in it. You know he's persistent, but at what point does persistence uh, start to ignore the agency of the other person? Um, did did Jolene ever say no? Outright, I believe Jolene had either postponed talks and or said no. I need to research. <laughs> <laughs> well, did look, Jolene it's, ever uh, reject it's, Anna it's not good enough for her to just not say no. She has to show enthusiastic consent, and she definitely didn't do that. But um, I, I don't know. I, uh, look, just because you're obsessed with somebody doesn't mean you're going to tear them apart. I mean, obviously, he's capable of deep feelings and long-term relationships, given he had a girlfriend that he was willing to kill for. Uh, that, hey, that's uh, that's pretty good, right? I'm not sure that saying he was willing to kill for her uh, is more appropriate than he was willing to kill her. I mean... I don't know. Your defense seems shaky at best. Okay, look. here, here, Here is a nice piece of evidence. Right here. During Yo-Yo Ma. Mm-hmm. Honestly takes notice of Jolene's whistling and then notices her stressed movements trying to tell him there are holes in her tongue. He, however, interprets it as her confessing her love to him and almost kisses her before being punched by Jolene. So he he, he moved in without consent. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. But then she attempts to get him to understand what she is saying, but he continues to think she wants to kiss him. Okay, okay, maybe this was, maybe I shouldn't have read this. Um, yeah, okay. I don't, well, yeah. 
it just tells uh, me that he uh, does not know how to read signals as well. He does not care for verbal consent. And when he sees a woman in distress, he, for some reason, thinks that that is uh, an opening for him to make his move. Physically, might I add. Um, well, uh, uh, hey, in the alternate version, they're together. Hmm? 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 What? I believe in the alternate universe they are both out of prison, which leads me to believe that honestly never went to prison because he most likely had never killed anybody. Yes, that see exactly. Um uh you, you know, it, this is a universe where um honestly was on a kiss and Jolene was Irene and you know, they're they're together, they're going to go meet Jotaro. Or Eotaro, as we made the joke last episode. The existence of me. <laughs> the existence of a copy of myself in a different universe that's six foot five and has a good beard uh, does not uh, save any part of my existence in this current universe where I am five foot three and have a patchy beard. Okay, well, um, hmm, hmm, I'm, I'm running out of ammo here. Um, I didn't have much Did you to have begin any? with. Okay, okay, okay. I've got I've got one more move up my sleeve. Okay. Although interestingly, I I clicked on the article for um alternate universe and it, it and I thought it was going to explain, you know, have a, a page on all of the new um alternate universe characters in the end of part six. However, instead it just uh, tells us every stand that can go to alternate universes so you know like right underneath it is d4c but now i'm wondering what if that alternate universe go ahead the one that was created by made in heaven Mm -hmm. is the same one that the hand sends things to do you have any evidence to back this theory up no none (laughs) but what if (laughs) This so you're just, saying somewhere a, around there, there's like a piece of sign. Yeah, or, you know, some flaming hair, or... Some dirt. Okay, because think about it, right? Think about this. I've never, I have never attempted this connection before. Okay. We know um, that um, when Okuyasu was fighting Josuke the first time, he handed the uh, sign that said, no trespassing, right? Yes. And I believe he swiped the no, correct? I cannot remember. Okay, hold on. This is this is very important, so I have to <laughs> erase her. Um, I accept I, I accept uh oh, evidence shoot, okay, no was, less. <laughs> it says here, uh, maybe a sign say from no trespassing to no passing. Okay, so it's the tress, T R E S that has been Three. Uh, removed. Okay, so, um, of course, part six happens in 2011, right? Yes. Um, Part four happens in the uh, crazy summer of 1999. Yes. So, in 1999, Okuyasu slices the word tress and sends it to the Made in Heaven universe. Um, At this time, okay, okay. Okay, this is you gotta follow it for a second. Um, I'm going the, to attempt to. Okay, at the same time, um, Jolene is 
what seven seven years old and um i believe so yeah walking around in morio um alternate version jotaro uh has a sign fall on his head that just says tres which of course we know is the spanish word for three this reminds him of his three friends that died in egypt okay and he takes it as a divine sign that he has to let go of, of the past and stop trying to control everything. He's got to save his marriage. So he goes back to America instead of investigating the, the stand problem in Morio um, to, to save his marriage. And as part of that, they rename Jolene to Irene to get rid of the stupid Jojo <laughs> um, tradition. And that... Is, is it legal? <laughs> yeah, you can rename is, yourself is, whatever. <laughs> You can you can rename your child like your seven year old. Yeah, you can. Just legal. You can. Form. Sure. Oh, I was unaware that you can just redo your kid's name like that. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, like if if you change your your legal name for whatever reason, you just have to go to the social security office, and if they're a minor, you can just do that. So, you seem strangely versed in this. Um, Chris. So there you go. That. <laughs> Whoops, uh, may have said too much. Um, so Okuyasu is the reason why Irene and Anakis get together in the happy universe. There, there, that's it. That's the ultimate JoJo theory. We can stop the show now. Everybody just turn it off, turn off the podcast. Stop thinking about JoJo. Don't watch anymore. Um, don't talk about it anymore. It's done. I've solved JoJo. <laughs> Interesting theory, but you failed to uh, consider uh, then why was Anasui's name changed as well well as as we know <clears throat> Sui um, Sui in Japanese is of course uh, a water um, I thought that was Mizu no Mizu is like water water but like Sui is like a prefix um, for like water related um <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah, sui or mizu, meaning water in Japanese. So like, um, it's like sui is often used in, in when you're referring to like the five elements. Um, anyway, point being, um, now Anasui obviously um, no longer lives in Florida because uh, you know it's an alternate dimension. And so uh, his parents did not want to put a water name because they didn't live near the water. Um, they they went with Kiss instead because you know it's um it's a, it's just a cute little name Anna Kiss because again they thought they all again thought he was going to be a girl um and and so that's why he's on a road trip with Irene to go visit Jotaro in Florida because he doesn't live there he doesn't live by the water see see um he uh he's just he's driving there he's never actually been to the ocean before hmm hmm that. <laughs> is, that is a, another convoluted uh, tie-in. Do you guys hear but the may, sirens? May I ask? Um, the, the, those sirens are the, the the police that Alex has called to my house <laughs> to check up on me, make sure I'm not having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I have failed to consider uh, how much of a mental gymnast you can be when it comes to defending <laughs> when it comes to defending uh, bootleg Diavolo. 
Okay, okay. So here's here's my final actual defense, um, <laughs> irregardless okay. of whether Okuyasu helped anybody or not. Um, so when he's originally introduced, uh, Anasui is, of course, female, or at least appears very female. Um, yes. Official media tends to declare that uh, he just looks very female, um, which, of course, is nonsense. Hold on one second. Okay, there we go. Um, and of course, later on, he's uh, redrawn and very clearly portrayed male, um, as evidenced by his fishnet shirt. We also see um, Diver Down, um, his ability changes. Uh, originally, it was about storing and releasing energy, and then later on, it's just straight up phasing and rearranging objects. Now, we know that the stand is the spiritual manifestation of the soul it is the the inner characteristic of what you are so not only yes. has anasui changed physically but at least once has changed his own standability so no matter how bad he was in the past psychopath doesn't believe in consent murderer murderer um weird fashion sense he can change and be better i mean no one else has ever changed that much in jojo sure, but this seems to this seems to just be a change with no morals uh you know assigned to it well i mean think about the think about the the uh, symbolism here right so diver down was all about originally storing energy right he was storing himself in the prison waiting to release it upon the world, waiting to release his true self, um, and then uh, feeling constantly trapped inside. And then he, he meets Jolene, and all of a sudden his powers change because he wants to rearrange everything so to be together with her, including himself. Mm. So yeah, he's not there yet, but he's growing into it. Huh? Huh? And that's why Anakis is supposed to demonstrate the person that he could ultimately become. Had he been given enough chance to uh, grow past his past, I mean, why are you holding his past against them, man? Like you say, I do believe. I do, I do believe in reformative justice, and I believe people can change greatly. Uh, but at the same time, I still think that uh, one should consider heavily the implications of uh, first-degree murder <laughs> uh, when assessing somebody's character. Uh, uh, Second-degree murder. <laughs> Legally, first-degree murder. Second-degree, which is arguable, but legally recognized as first-degree murder. Whom's among, among us have not casually killed two people? I am scared to be in this courtroom. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. I have got nothing else. <laughs> well, considering uh, you were... Uh, thoroughly outmatched in both of these topics, uh, I will bring us to a more subjective piece, uh, which may aid uh, in your total argument, uh, that being that Anasui Stand, uh, Diver Down, uh, a reference to Holy Diver uh, by Dio, uh, sucks. <laughs> um, I, I never considered whether we should rate the music and <laughs> whether that makes them a better character or not. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Okay. The song is fine. I'm I'm fine with the uh, rock artist Dio. Uh, I'm saying that Honest We Stand sucks. Oh. 
I mean, there are worse. <laughs> there are worse, but he touts the he touts an ability that every stand is able to do thus far in the series as something special to his stand. That being being able to phase in and out of objects. Well, yes, but also he could rearrange them. Not every stand could do that. Um. Well, I'll have you know that he shares that ability with another uh, deplorable JoJo character. Uh, that being, um, I would like to bring attention to Joshu. Uh-oh, I'm going to get part-gated. Uh, oh, no. Joshu Higashikata. Uh, I apologize if you uh, are still ignorant on part eight. But I'll have you know Joshu Higashikata and his stand, uh, Nut King Call, uh, has a very similar ability to rearrange people's external extremities. Mm. And considering the um, uh, reputation that Joshu has, uh, I would not make that a good comparison. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) We've seen stands that can hit hard. You know, being able to store energy inside somebody, whilst it does seem unique, does not seem like uh, as big a jump. As the ability to, I don't know, let's say, multiply objects. To turn into string. Um, We also get, in this part, our second instance of a stand just being able to shrink somebody. Yeah, I, I, it's hard in a part six matchup because all the stands kind of suck. Comparatively. (laughs) Especially, like, if you compare all the ones that came before it and then part seven, it's super unique take on stands. Part six just sort of feels like he's running out of ideas. Um, I mean, <laughs> he, he like, I mean, he, he ran out of character designs too. Let's not forget, Anasui is explicitly based off of Diavolo's design. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, when it when something works, you just you, you keep using it, right? Um, Might I add that Diavolo was a villain. Mm, true. What if, though, they just happen to shop at the same store? <laughs> Are you <laughs> implying that Diavolo, in his mob boss, I shall be seen by no sunlight mentality, would openly go to shop inside stores uh, in Florida? No, no. Diavolo would not. Dopio, however. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Dopio is competent enough to take a plane to the United States? Not only that, to have a green card as well, and or visiting pass. Uh, I'm unfamiliar with uh, American travel policies. Um, (laughs) To go to a specific store in Florida to purchase his fishnet shirt. Maybe, though, Narciso. Huh? Huh? Honestly, maybe he went to Italy. I mean, I mean to speak nothing of Anasui's character when I say this. I don't think Anasui would have had the ability to go to Italy. You don't know that. He might be Italian. It is. It is. That is fairly true. Uh, but if we're talking about the namesake from which Anasui uh, derives from, he derives from Narcisco Jesus Rodriguez III, uh, who is a uh, Spanish-American uh, fashion designer. Oh, sorry, no, Cuban-American, my bad. Well, that might be true. But There's a stronger likelihood of Anasui being Hispanic than Italian. Hmm. And not only that, given uh, Florida's uh, thriving and bustling uh, Cuban-American community. 
Yeah, true. Mm. Okay, quick pivot, pivot. Um, <laughs> what if? Ah, aha! Of course. How have I not thought of this before? <laughs> this, this is even more big brain than the last one. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, if any of you listeners are Phoenix Wright fans, this is where the the objection music shows up, um, and Phoenix comes up with a stupid theory that ends up being true. Here we go. <laughs> we know Diavolo is in an infinite death loop, wherein he lives in existence by which every single um, possible way of death occurs for him. So what if, what if this is not on a sweep? What if this is actually Diavolo? And. <laughs> so Diavolo. Okay, hold on, okay. hold on. Okay. So he has now spent um, 10 years in real time um, existing in the infinite death loop. And uh, of course, the, the, the purpose of this being that Giorno has said that he will never reach the truth. He can never escape. Um, he's stuck forever in Gold Experience Requiem. However, he honestly finds, slash Diavolo finds, um, through his infinite death loops, the one way he can get out, which is to trigger Made in Heaven. Huh? Huh? So you argue that Anasui is a good character by being a villain who wishes to reset the universe to end his okay. own personal suffering. Right, but that's how it starts out, right? But then, as he's trying to get this to happen, he falls in love with Jolene, learns that she's a Joestar, understands Jorno is a Joestar, and understands that in order for him to find true happiness and um, move on from his infinite death loop, he has to make amends for what he did in the past, a.k.a. help a Joestar. Mm -hmm. Therefore... The reason he looks the same is not because of the lazy character design or shopping in the same place. He is literally Diavolo and um, completes a redemption arc. The first redemption arc for a villain other than Wamu um, and does so by ultimately erasing all of the pain that he himself caused by allowing those sand arrows to get done. He, he fixes everything um, in repentance and is rewarded with love. There, that's it. Now you can turn off the podcast. JoJo is solved. You know, um, <laughs> somebody go on and check on a Rocky. Make sure he's okay. That you know somebody figured it out. Can I poke a few holes in that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer you not. <laughs> so for this to work out, we would have to assume quite a few things. Yeah. Firstly, that he had that he would. <laughs> the firstly that he had run out of so many deaths within that 10 year span that he would have to inhibit the body of other people and experience death from their perspective to have a whole new set of deaths secondly that he would live an entire life before dying again and not just being immediately killed off <laughs> thirdly that he falls in love with a 19 year old who is 24 years his junior right <laughs> And also, he has a different stand. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We can assume all that. That's perfectly reasonable. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I don't see a problem. <laughs> you don't see a problem. Any of that? No. No. I think how it's, it may be condemning fine. of his. 
how maybe condemning of his moral character as a 43 year old man to uh try to uh engage a 19 year old fresh out of high school uh, look um not hey, only I, fresh out of high school suffering with a recent breakup and life-altering event 44 I. E. being put in prison 44 I, I i think he's probably older hey um <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget, he was old enough to retrieve his sand arrows as a young adult in 1983. Yes. So he would have been. <laughs> 1983. He was born in 67. So. What? He would have been 16? Yeah, I mean, that's fairly reasonable. <laughs> he, he was an ambitious 16 year old. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, you know, um, I don't see any problems with any of this. I think it's fine. <laughs> um i win Someone i win rocky <laughs> uh, i win jojo that's how this works right you win. he won jojo that's that's it audience but really i think it's all of us who won jojo <laughs> most because part six is being animated yeah okay <laughs> the, real, look, the honestly... real jojo <laughs> the real jojo was the friends we made along the way <laughs> okay honestly though honest we sucks he's a bad person um I don't, I don't understand why people ship him so hard. I mean, obviously it's teased in the story, but then people write such wholesome comics about it. I hate it every time. He's a bad person. Jolene never once showed any interest for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, character court is pretty clear. Larisco, honestly, you bad. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Oh, well, I'm glad I won that. I finally won something. <laughs> well, speaking of people winning things, um, you know what time it's you know what time it is, right? Oh, is it that hot time of the hour? It is. It's time for firefight. Okay, but this time, like, put a put a theme song here. <laughs> like, 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 put Abdal's theme song here or something. Um, okay. So, um, this is the, the part of the show where we take part three stand user Muhammad Avdal and put him against other fire users from fiction that I know about. Um, so far, the record is one win against Charizard and one loss against ACDC. Um, so now we are down to 15 contestants. Alex, will you please pick a number between one and 15? Between one and 15. Ah, oh, jeez, ah, oh, oh, no, um, uh, ten. Ten is Pyro from the X-Men. Pyro from X-Men? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm strictly weeb here. You're gonna have to do some explaining. Okay, you've never seen an X-Men, like, movie? When I was a child, I saw X-Men, uh, cartoons, if it helps. Okay, well, all right, all right, okay. so let's, let's talk it out here, <clears throat> and I'm... <laughs> look comic book guys like like chill okay because all i really have seen pyro in his, his quote-unquote full form is is the movie version of him so um i have his uh fandom page up here we go so his powers are fire manipulation pyro has the ability to manipulate fire his ability is initially very powerful being able to cause explosions of flames from only a small lighter Cause the ashes of a cigarette to explode and effortlessly disintegrate a man with a stream of flames. 
He has heat immunity. Pyro cannot be burned or harmed from the effect of extreme heat or fire. He's essentially heat and fireproof. And energy sensing. Um, despite his inability to create fire, Pyro is possibly aware of any usable fire in his psionic vicinity. Even if it's ashes or small sparks, Pyro can increase the intensity without having to look at the source. So, um, yeah, I mean, his big weakness is he can't make fire, so he has to find fire. But um, once he has it, he can intensify it quite a bit. And being heatproof is going to be a problem for Avdol. So, um, let's see. Oh, wait, I should get some other stats for him real quick. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have his age. Although he did die in the original timeline, so that's that's kind of a it's kind of a minus. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like a like an older teen, like seventeen or eighteen, and he's definitely got like um, he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he he thinks he's he's bad. Um, he joins the bad guys for a while because he's he's so powerful. No one understands how powerful I am. They're afraid of my power. I loved you, Anakin. Okay, never mind. Um. Anyway, all right. What do we think? Okay. Well, uh, first off, you say that he needs a source of fire to be able to intensify it and use it, uh, to attack people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I raise you, Avdol, with his knife. Avdol, might I remind you, does not need fire. It's simply a convenience. <laughs> Use this knife to kill yourself. Okay. <laughs> Avdol doesn't even have to fight him himself. He just says, "Use this knife and kill yourself." Ah, uh, that's good. Um, you know, I don't. Hmm. Okay, so here's the problem. Here's a couple problems here. So, according to our rules, um, Avdol's fire is not actual fire until he releases his spiritual control over it. So he could use Red Bind and hold him in place. However, that really doesn't do anything because um, if Pyro is heat-proof, then standing there roasting him will do nothing. So I guess he could Red Bind him and then stab him with the knife? <laughs> it's the least Avdol thing to do, but it's like the most effective thing he could do. At the same time, though, like, if any... So the heat that's generated by Redbind is able to be felt by non-stand users. We know that because of the police officers in the jail, right? Yes. And we also know that that's not a spiritual heat because we could see the thermometer rising. By the way, that never made sense to me. Who keeps a thermometer in a prison? <laughs> <laughs> for plot convenience, <laughs> right? for like... explanation. I'm going to put this thermometer up in this prison cell. Why? Oh, what if it gets really hot all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it could have been something Star Platinum brought back. <laughs> you want a thermometer? No, I don't want a thermometer. I'll just hang it here. <laughs> um, so what I'm seeing is that it's a pretty weird stalemate. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if so if that heat comes up, can Pyro utilize that? I'm going to guess probably... Um, and then, you know, he can counter fire blast Avdol. I guess Avdol could control it back. I mean, it's not like Pyro's flames are hidden. They're pretty obvious. <sighs> Would he be able to control invisible fire? No, but it's also irrelevant, though, because, again, he's heat proof. So he can't get hurt by any of Avdol's 
fire attacks. He'd have to just... Could he stand rush him? <laughs> I mean, I think I think I think uh, Abdal can stand rush him. What do you think his uh, his stand rush sound is? <laughs> um. Ah oh, man. Does uh did does Paula Abdul say anything like iconic? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Hold on a hmm. second. Hold on. I think I think I know what it is. Hold on. But I need. Um. Let's. Let's see. Let's see. We know he's a fan of Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, and Prince. Huh. Do you think he goes Shimone? <laughs> okay. Okay. I've I've got it. I've got it. Here it is. <laughs> So you you know how um okay so you remember onomatopoeia is like the sound that makes a sound right like boom yeah okay so obviously like we have certain onomatopoeia that's different in other countries so like for us the cat says meow in Japanese the cat says nyan right mm-hmm. so the Japanese um, onomatopoeia for a chicken sound is kokeko kokeko <laughs> yeah. I think it's crazy enough to where it might work. Uh, all right, you know what? I'm, I like that. I'm comfortable, I think, between Pyro being kind of a whiny edgelord, um, Avdal having his knife and a stand rush ability. I'm comfortable giving this fight to Avdol. I I was ready to give this fight to Avdol from the beginning, quite <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, the, the current was two wins, one loss for Muhammad Avdol. He's doing pretty well. He's got 14 to go, though. Let's see um, how he does in the future. Uh, you hear that, everybody? That's another win for Avdol. There's, there's one. There, there are two on this list that I, I so badly want you to pick, but I, I will wait. I will be good. <laughs> uh, let's hope. Let's hope we get them soon, and not in the next like fourteen weeks. Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you want to plug something? No, it's meme of the week time. What are you? What are you talking about? Meme of the week. Oh my. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was over here looking at JoJo memes. I got so distracted, I forgot it was meme of the week. Uh, well, no dignity. We're not we're not ending right now. <laughs> we are continuing. Not to be continued. We are continuing. <laughs> All right, I have a meme. Uh, do you have a meme? Yeah, so I've got one from Reddit user Atom Lau, um, and it's a picture of uh, Jos- uh, Josuke and Okuyasu, like just being bros. Josuke. And um, it, it, it's one of those, you know, text ones. It says, Our mothers gave us life, but animated part six Stone Ocean gave us our heterosexuality back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. That reminds me so much of a meme I saw, where it was this uh, this this dude posting about he was like JoJo Part Six has a female protagonist. It's all like the boys are gonna be straight again, 
And then uh, there was a little thing that said female JoJo fans, and they looked all sweaty and nervous. <laughs> I can't for the life of me remember who posted that. I'm trying to load up a meme that I had prepared, but I, I can't see it. I can't see the meme. Oh, no. Oh, it is loaded. Oh, maybe I will have some dignity today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this... <laughs> This meme, it is a picture of a uh, a window uh, for a restaurant where it says JoJo's Italian Takeaway, opening soon. And <laughs> there's the Snapchat caption. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, and then there's this other one, uh, just because I feel like that one, uh, you know, it was good, but it wasn't as substantive as normal. So this one is from uh, uh, Instagram user Sale dot travels dot the dot internet uh it, it is uh part it is a, a part eight meme where yusaho looks in the distance and she says what a weird dog and it's that uh one guy cosplaying iggy in the background the... <laughs> all right i've got two bonus memes that I, I have to share i just saw them they're good um... oh this is a this meme of the wink will this meme of the week will fill you for a month people yeah, I mean, I, maybe you haven't been consuming enough memes. Uh, this one is from you uh, slash prism one break one. And it's the manga panel of... Um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Yuya Fungami um, saying he'll gladly be paper. Yes. And the text is reject modernity, embrace paper. <laughs> and then the next one I got is oh, from you... Sandistical Facetus Nine. The meme title is called "Embrace Modernity," and it just has the you know picture of Part Six Stone Ocean, Jolie and Cujo, and then it's got a picture of a guy jumping from one car to another. Well, the one car is exploding, and it says uh, the guy is JoJo fans, and it says Yari Yari Daze to Yari Yari Dawa. Oh, the way that they had Yari Yari Dawa at the end of the Part Six reveal quite good quite good <sighs> it was it was amazing you know the voice actress for um uh, jolene uh had um uh, well first off uh she uh she speaks and she is able to read arabic and uh she had actually translated jojo manga from uh japanese to arabic for her friends yes i believe she's half egyptian i believe so too so we've and got i'll tell you what if anyone deserves to play jolene it's her Look, we've got our first biracial actor for biracial characters in Japan. That's a huge deal. Um, that is a huge. <laughs> is a, that is deal. A, that is a huge thing. Because they they do not like the <laughs> hafus over there. Um, so the fact that she's she's living it up that's that's big. Um, I am a hafu. Yeah, so am I. We I, I've been mean, we I've been talking about this since we started the show that we need to talk about biraciality and in JoJo maybe. Maybe when we're feeling serious again, we'll we'll drop we'll drop that one. <laughs> Was this not a serious episode? No, I had to defend serious Anasri. <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with the two most crackpot theories I've ever come up with in my entire life. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Ah, uh, okay. I I believe now is an appropriate time to uh, start plugging, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Twitter. No dignity pod Instagram no underscore dignity underscore podcast email 
no dignity podcast at gmail.com um if you like what we do and you want to give us some money patreon.com slash no dignity or is it no dignity pod i forget no dignity podcast okay no dignity podcast so patreon.com slash no dignity podcast um you can donate and then um I, I don't know what happens over there i don't run that alex runs that but it, i'm sure it's fun <laughs> um other stuff uh i'm streaming these days uh twitch.tv slash ingdaydreams and then all my other stuff is at silzeromedia.com that's s-i-l-z-e-r-o yes uh well for me uh i have been uh, actually working uh with people to make a short film i know right uh i'm doing something like actually something <laughs> um i'm also in the <laughs> I'm also in the uh, planning stages of writing a Monster Hunter fan fiction. Monster Hunter Rise had came out recently, and I was uh, inspired uh, because that game is just really good. Pap- Capcom's not paying me. Uh, they never will pay me for anything, but I just wanted to say it's really good. Uh, and um, uh, maybe maybe one day it'll actually exist. We don't know yet. We don't know. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. We don't know. Well... Uh, it's been fun. If you want to follow me uh, on social medias, uh, you can find me on Instagram at asquidv, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at the third uh, or asquidtv. Uh, if you uh, if you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at no dignity pod or Instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast. Uh, I've been Alejandro, and thank you for joining me. Hey, uh, but before we go. Have you heard that some people have been going around saying, yare yare dame dame? I did not expect a Yakuza reference in the JoJo podcast. <laughs> not only that, uh, that song in specific, uh, no dignity, no karaoke, <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Ba 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 